Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. Okay, who's ready to finish things up here? You know the old saying that all good things must come to an end. Well, of course, this is the week that the Torah comes to an end. Except in all the ways it doesn't, because next week we're going to start studying it all over again. So let me announce two things. First of all, this is the week. Next week we are beginning our two weekly Torah study groups. One for beginners that meets on Tuesday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern, and one for more advanced learners that meets on Fridays at noon Eastern. Both are on Zoom. Both are an hour a week. And all of this is starting next week as we start the Torah over again. So if you'd like more information, you can go to laasok.org and click on Torah Study or Torah Study Groups. Or send me an email, rabbistreifer at gmail.com. This is the perfect time to dig more deeply into Torah, to take your Torah study to the next level. My second announcement is a big thank you to Ben Brody, who made a contribution to support 7-Minute Torah. He did so by going to the Laasok website, laasok.org. There are two ways to support 7-Minute Torah. One is through the Laasok website, where you can make either a one-time or a monthly contribution. And the other is through patreon.com, where you can sign up to give a small amount per episode. And all of that helps me to continue to be able to write and produce and publish this podcast and bring meaningful liberal Jewish learning to hundreds of people. So thank you to Ben. Thank you to those who support 7-Minute Torah. This week is Simchat Torah, the holiday of completing the Torah. Depending on what kind of synagogue you attend, it's either Friday night Saturday or Saturday night Sunday, which means that the Parsha you hear on this Shabbat may or may not be the end of the Torah. But we're going to talk about the end of the Torah because we want to complete the Torah and because that is what's being read in synagogues all over the world sometime this weekend. This week's Parsha, which is the last of the Parshiot, is called Vizot Habracha. It is Deuteronomy chapters 33 and 34, which brings the Torah to an end. Vizot Habracha in Hebrew means this is the blessing. The parsha begins with those words, Vizot Habracha, Asher Berech Moshe, Ish HaElohim, at B'nai Yisrael Lifnei Moto. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the Israelites before he died. The blessing itself, which comprises pretty much chapter 33 of Deuteronomy, is a combination of Moses talking to each individual tribe and him talking about the ongoing relationship between Israel and God. It begins by doing the latter. It says, Adonai mi Sinai ba vizarach mi seir lamo. Adonai came from Sinai and shone upon the people 
Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Moses taught us Torah, Vayihi Bishurun Melech, and God became sovereign over Yeshurun, or which is another name for Israel. So this opens with a message about God, Israel, and Torah, the three elements that make up Judaism, the notion that God and Israel are in this long-term relationship, this long-term covenant, which is cemented in many ways by the giving of Torah. Now, that's an interesting topic in and of itself, and it might be one that has to wait till next year because there's only so much we can talk about. But I think it's worth noting that from this very early time, the notion of Torah or law or ritual or observance sits at the center of the Jewish relationship with God. That has obviously been a central notion in Judaism for a long time. The rabbis believe that God commands us to do certain things and we are required to follow those mitzvot. In fact, the word mitzvah, which means commandment, is related to that line I just read, Torah tziva lanu Moshe. Moses commanded us Torah. Now, for us as liberal Jews, we don't always necessarily believe in a commanding God. We don't always necessarily believe that these mitzvot are literal commandments in the sense that there's someone telling you to do them. But the idea that Jewish action is central to Jewish life, that Torah which is a combination of learning and doing, is the medium on which Jewish life is built. I think that's really important in liberal Jewish life as well. Even when we view God through a variety of lenses, supernatural or non-supernatural, and even when we understand Torah as being a heritage that's been passed down through the traditions of our people, as opposed to a literal set of commandments. In fact, the very next line says that Torah is Yaakov, the heritage of the congregation of Jacob. So here at the end of the Torah, the Torah reminds us of the importance of Torah. I don't know if I've ever said the word Torah so many times in one sentence. And that continues to be the case in virtually every form of Judaism today, including the learning that we've been doing together over the past year. After that opening message, Moses goes on to bless each and every tribe of Israel. I'll just read you a few of these. Verse 6, he says, May Reuben live and not die, though few be his numbers. Verse 7, he says to Judah, Hear, O God, the voice of Judah, and restore him to his people. Though his own hands strive for him, help him against his foes. In verse 12, Moses talks about the tribe of Benjamin. He says, Yedid Adonai, beloved of God. God rests securely beside Benjamin. Ever does God protect him, him being Benjamin here, as he rests between God's shoulders. So we have some really beautiful language here that's used to describe the 12 tribes of Israel. In some ways, this is reminiscent of what we saw back at the end of Genesis. If you remember way back when, in the winter, when we finished the book of Genesis, that book ended with a series of blessings as well, or so-called blessings, because the patriarch Jacob was also saying things about every tribe. Except for back then, the blessings were not really very nice. Jacob was sometimes praising, sometimes criticizing, sometimes saying nice things, and sometimes reminding his sons of 
the faults that had led them astray during their lifetime. Moses takes a different direction here. Moses chooses essentially to praise every tribe. In some form or another, he finds nice things to say about each of the tribes. And the commentaries see some importance in that. In the Midrash Petirat Moshe, it has Moses saying, All my life I've scolded this people. At the end of my life, let me leave them with a blessing. So Moses, whose relationship with these 12 tribes has not always been rosy, chooses at the end of his life to leave on good terms, to say kind things to each of the tribes, and essentially to see the best in everybody here. I think this probably has a lot to do with the fact that he knows he's about to pass away. He knows he's about to leave the tribes to the task of building a new life for themselves in the land of Israel. And Moses, even though he's had a rocky up and down relationship with this people over the last 40 years, seems to believe that they are up to the task. And so the words he says to them at this moment, at this pivotal moment in their lives and this final moment in his life, are essentially a way of saying, I hope and I pray for the best for all of you. There's one more important difference between Moses' blessing here and Jacob's blessing at the end of Genesis, which is that Jacob was talking to 12 sons, 12 families, if you will, Moses is talking to 12 tribes. It points out how much Israel has changed over the course of four books of the Torah. This is from the Eitz Chaim. What was once a single family with a vision of God's plan for them has now become a nation poised to enter the promised land and possessing a blueprint for becoming a special people. So we've gone from family to nation. We've gone from Egypt to the borders of the promised land. And what I noticed as I was reading that commentary was the language of poised. Poised doesn't indicate an ending. It indicates that something is about to happen. The people are about to cross over into the promised land. It's interesting to think about this ending as a beginning. Yes, the Torah is ending. Yes, Moses' life is ending. But Judaism and Jewish life is really only beginning. The Torah moves us to the place, to the very moment in which we will begin our national life as a people, in which we will enter our land, in which we will begin to create this society, in which we will begin to build Judaism. We here, sitting in 2023, are still participating in the journey that begins right here, the journey that Moses is blessing here in this Parsha. And so when we talk about all good things coming to an end, we can see that the language of coming to an end isn't really appropriate for Torah. Because even though the book of Deuteronomy will end, the Jewish journey is only beginning. And we will turn this thing right back to the beginning next week and start with Bereshit bara Elohim and start with in the beginning God created. Because we still have a lot of learning left to do. So let me take this opportunity to thank you for coming on this journey of learning with me over the past year and years. I can't believe this is the end of season four of Seven Minute Torah. As we complete this cycle of Torah, I'm feeling really moved by the verse that I read earlier, Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 4. 
where it says that Torah is Morashaki Lat Yaakov, a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. Congregation of Jacob is, of course, another way of saying the people of Israel. And I love that notion that Torah is our heritage. It's been passed down to us through the generations of our people. And in every generation, it's been read and loved and followed and interpreted anew and then passed down once again. So that's what we're doing as well, reading and interpreting and finding ways to bring Torah into our lives, just like our people have done for thousands of years. I'm glad to have been part of this trip around the Torah and this trip around the sun with you. And I look forward to one more time around as we start things over again next week. 7-Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.